Hi, this is Nick from Volume 1, and the brand new Volume 1 podcast was made possible by Royal Credit Union, Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic, and DeborahBecker.com, offering State Farm Insurance. It's a beautiful day in the Chippewa Valley, folks. My name is Eric Christensen, and welcome to the Volume 1 podcast, Episode 2, baby. The podcast, so nice we did it twice. Who knows, you know, if this one goes well, we might even consider doing a third one. I mean, we have all the gear. There's no turning back. Well, we're going to do a no. third one. I just don't know if you're going to be invited. Yeah, maybe, so that's I, what we gotta maybe this is it for me. <laughs> maybe we're going to have to swap some roles. Uh, but very excited for this one. I want to introduce uh, the producer of the pod, the founder of Volume 1, Nick Meyer, uh, who had a stress dream about the pod last oh, night. Oh, you're going to use that against me now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. I had a nightmare about the producing of this podcast today. There were monkeys involved even. It was the total prototypical, you know chaos nightmare well you're gonna hate the surprise we have for you later in the show oh that's uh, exciting <laughs> but as always he has full confidence that this is gonna go amazing and go very well thank you nick uh we're here you know we're distanced we're sanitized you know everyone off camera is masked up uh we're feeling good so let's let's do this thing uh we have an incredible show lined up for you folks i i don't even know how to say this exactly but it's nothing short of momentous we got judy Later on in the program, uh, we have the legendary broadcaster and local news anchor at WEIU Channel 13 News. The Judy Clark is going to be here. It's going to be so fun. I'm incredibly nervous, uh, nervous, but very excited for that. Uh, we're going to play some goofy games with Judy later on, uh, and our panelists will join us for that as well. It's going to be very silly and very fun. And speaking of our panelists, they're both here right now. Wow, look at that. Kicking off the show. Two of the most kind-hearted and hilarious people I know. Uh, let's start on my left. First, she is a very talented improviser with a bunch of different local improv groups. Uh, she's a teacher and an improv coach at Eau Claire Memorial High School. Uh, and she's the founder of the Eau Claire Improv Festival. And her shoulders are very tired from putting the whole city's improv scene on her back. <laughs> Please welcome Amber Dernbach. Yay. Hi. Thank you for being here, Amber. Thank you for asking me. And second, he's he's a stand-up comedian and a co-founder of Clearwater Comedy. Uh, he books shows at venues like the Plus and the Metro, and he once chugged a shaker of salt on stage as a bit and had to go to the ER. I almost died. Uh, <laughs> please welcome my dear friend Colin Ryan, everybody. Eric, I left the house. <laughs> Congrats! I left you the man. house. We didn't think it was going to happen, but you left the house. We thank, did it. Thank you both for being here. Thank uh, you. I'm feeling good. You feeling good? Yeah. I feel great. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, so we had a weird thing happen at volume one the other day, you know, it's spooky season in the Valley. We had a guy, it was like 10 in the morning and, uh, I guess a guy showed up at the local store and he was dressed head to toe as Michael Myers oh, from the sure. Halloween movies. Yeah. Uh, and it, he didn't say anything. He just dropped off a laminated press release and then walked out the building. Uh, and it was all, it was all to promote, uh, this thing going on at Govan's farm in Menominee. Uh, it's called the Twisted Tales of Horror. Ooh. We don't have a thunderclap sound effect, but that's where that would go. Sorry, yeah, had a little light flicker. <laughs> uh, the Twisted Tales of Horror. Basically, it's a haunted trail uh, with creepy clowns and whatnot. Uh, they booked Aaron Houdini. Aaron, is, Aaron, Aaron yeah. Houdini. <laughs> Aaron, yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, uh, he's the great-great-grandnephew of Harry Houdini, <laughs> Wisconsin native. <laughs> Uh, to do magic and some daring escapes out at the farm, which is cool. He does not look like a Houdini. Okay. <laughs> he looks like a normal guy you'd see at the bar. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool element of the whole haunted trail it. thing. Okay. Yeah. Number one, Govins is the best. Yeah, they're right? great. I go there every year. They, they, they have, as well as a haunted trail, they have many ponies. <laughs> That's a reason to go, right? Of course. But number two, okay. Aaron Houdini, mm -hmm. like, okay, what about the alert, alert, alliterate? I can speak. Yeah. I promise. The alliterative quality of Harry Houdini. You could go on it with Gary Houdini, Larry Harry. Houdini, uh, Barry Houdini. Maybe you know, all of it. Maybe probably, it's Heron. They probably exhausted all those in the first you few generations. So? Yeah. Oh yeah. right, this is like the many. great, 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 yeah, great, great, great nephew. So they got rid of all that. We're okay. scraping the bottle of yeah. the barrel. On Next the up Houdini is names. Bruce Houdini. Right? <laughs> I'm Bruce Houdini. The funny thing about the Houdini guy, he's, he put out a challenge to the Dunn County Sheriff. I saw that. Yeah. I, I would like to know if they've responded. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I don't think they have yet. 
You know, maybe he, maybe, you know, he's got to take it to the next level. And he's basically, he's challenging the sheriff's department to put him in custody and then he'll break out. You know, I think he might have to start doing some actual crimes. <laughs> right. I think yeah. so. You know, I read a little about him yeah. and I learned that he actually had in the beginning of his career, somebody prescribe him a straight jacket so that he could rehearse effectively. What? How do you get and then prescribed? Once he has a friend. Oh, sure. He has a friend who has a little RX pad. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Under the table. And, and then the follow up is that then he had he's now moved on to a military grade straight jacket. Wow, <laughs> wow, this guy. I'm going. He's if, good. If he, no. I'm going. I, I bought street straight jackets. They aren't as good. <laughs> yeah. What I yeah. really want to know though is will the ponies or the little lambs mm-hmm. have anything to do with the escape act? You know, I was thinking, you know, that well, you know, the haunted trail, they'll have a lot of fake blood everywhere. You know, right. maybe maybe there's some real blood in there. <laughs> uh, not to get too gory, right at the beginning of the show. He uh, just puts on the straight jacket and then he just all of a sudden has his arms next to the goat pen. Because <laughs> goats eat everything. Goat, we know yeah, that. yeah. The goats the goats are his assistants. Shoe point. right through. Yeah. He's like, let me welcome my lovely assistant, uh, a goat. <laughs> <laughs> You don't need to pay the goat. <laughs> right. It is crazy. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully the sheriff's department takes him up on that. I mean, I it's so. kind of a weird climate to be to be taunting police right now, but I get, I get it. <laughs> it's for the magic. Yeah, it's right. for yeah. The, it's, yeah. it's all whimsical. Right. It's right. magic and it's whimsy. Yeah. Somebody call Nicolas Cage. We've got our own little mm. national treasure going on mm. here in the valley. Yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, a local person put together the Chippewa Valley treasure hunt this summer. I don't know if you guys paid attention to that. Yep. Pretty cool. Uh, I had a lot of people interested in it because there's a $1,000 prize. You can win $1,000. All you have to do is uh, follow these cryptic clues in a poem and find a rock somewhere in the valley. <laughs> Just a special rock. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a little more boring than National Treasure. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you do get a thousand dollars. People are really into it, and he's actually kind of a good poet too. I don't know if you've read the, the clues. Yeah. It's very, very well done, but very, very hard. Um, so, Amber, let's start with you. Uh, say you found this rock. Where are you going with your thousand dollars? You know, I would, I would use that thousand dollars to contribute to the charity that I would be Ooh. playing for today. Okay. Later on in the oh, quiz show. All right, we're gonna have to. Well, you could plug them now. We could stay tuned. You know, you said it was boring, but I have to, we got involved with the summer one. My family and I oh, we got yeah. so convinced mm-hmm. that we knew where this thing was. The energy across my children in a you know pandemic year with nothing else to really look oh, forward to or yeah. feel good about. It was just this palpable. We were, we knew where we were going. It was a clue led to the clue and you knew it. And then it's, it's not there. It's such a great way to get outside totally. when you're stuck inside. And so a way much. to teach your children about just in, incredible disappointment. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's really cool about him too, is I read in the article that you had uh, this summer about this guy that he started the prize money with, with prize money. He had won yeah, from a, different like from a championship. And that, I think that says so much about him as a person and That's also how a lot happens in Eau Claire. Yeah, right. 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 Just, Hopefully it's always a thing that's just going. Yeah. So at any moment, yeah. if you need like a quick stack, you can just go find the rock and Look, buy a Nintendo <laughs> Switch or something, you know? Look, we already know who's going to win this contest, right? It's, we already know. Okay. Who do you got? It's everyone <laughs> because of the memories we make along the way. It's so oh, true. Yeah. 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 I think like, what if this is the, uh, what if this is the stimulus package that Congress is trying to pass? Like, <laughs> you know, find, find a, ro- a rock that's really hard to find with all these really hard clues and then you get your free money. Read a poem. Maybe you get some money. <laughs> just jump in a bomber and just sprinkle them across the country. Yeah. yeah. Rocks. <laughs> Every county. <laughs> Well, Just, he does have a lot of nature clues, so hopefully that means that some of that money is also going to the parks department yeah, sure. and forestry. Yeah, it's on public land somewhere. The rock is on public land, so you gotta you gotta really dive in. I don't I don't know. <laughs> the clues are too hard for me. I I feel like well, sometimes I get an idea of where it is. And then sometimes it's just, think, it just dissipates. I feel like boxcar is a pretty significant clue. Yes. In this the new line. one has boxcar. Mm-hmm. Okay. As, as a person who hasn't even looked at these yet, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to find it. 
You're, you're, you're all in luck. You're just going to stumble across. No, I'm going right at it. Here I go. I, I found it. I'm going to find it. Like 15 minutes after this is over. It's in the Target it's, parking lot. You just trip over. It's in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to find it. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, I hope, yeah, hopefully there's more and more of these. He's getting sponsors now. So I think that, it's a great thing. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. I mean, the winter, imagine how hard the winter one is. Oh, yeah, I'm not. It better be next to my snowblower. <laughs> You're actually going to chop it up and ruin your snowblower. And then, oh, hey. New snowblower. What are you going to use your $1,000 on? New snowblower. Brand new snowblower. <laughs> Uh, the Blue Gold Marching Band, which, as you might know, is the largest marching band in the state at 415 <laughs> members. Uh, they're still pre you can hear them all the time in the afternoons. I mean, all over town, you, you've uh, you've always been able to hear them, and they're still going despite the pandemic, despite no football games, despite no in-person performances. They're still out there marching around, uh, and it's it's kind of puzzling at once, you know? I mean, on campus, the cases are starting to rise, or they were at the beginning of the semester. Uh, and But they're practicing in five smaller subgroups, uh, and they're all wearing masks, but their masks have a little hole in them <laughs> so that they can play their instruments, uh, which is a little puzzling it to is. me. But the acute thing is that their, their horns also have masks on. Like at the end of a trumpet, you get a little mask on. It's just cute. Uh, but masks or no mask, it feels like... The, the spit's still a flying. Sure. You know? Sure. There's still spit going different mm -hmm. places. So I'm not sure. I don't know. A Amber, what do you think? What is is it worth it? I, I mean, it's the arts. It's good. It's important. But uh, at what at what cost? Well, I would trust that the students who are part of the marching band probably love it so much and are so committed to it that they want to see it continue. True. And if they're if they're abiding by social distance guidelines with within the the guidelines of the band and they're facing straight out because I know that's a huge piece oh, um, yeah, with marching yeah. band mm. I, as part of just my own job I had to read the Colorado <laughs> study University of Colorado Boulder right. put out the study with actors and musicians all performers right? yeah, 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 yeah to see yeah. how I can run classes this year and that was a huge part of the the band as you need to face forward especially if you have wow. a trumpet or a clarinet or something wow. that so it is about, you know, discipline. Marching band in general is about discipline. So maybe all 400, you know, they're probably doing good. But are it they, seems like a, just a lot of people, you know. Are they breaking it up so there's like two drummers, two clarinetists and stuff like that? Uh, I don't know exactly the details of how, but basically the 400 people are split into five groups, I think. I so some of them like the horn sections will practice on a Wednesday and then there's a different horn section that practices on Thursday, but they all kind of do the same routine. I, so I don't know. <laughs> the, what, what makes me feel so sad during these COVID times, they're doing what they have to do, right? Yeah. But I mean, the band dynamic of the whole big band together mm -hmm. um, that has been destroyed. And we all know, you know, the drummers are the bad boys, right? <laughs> right. Yep. right? Yep. Uh, the trombonists are the class clown. They get wave that thing around, right? <laughs> yeah. Clarinetists are like having a teacher. They're like, hey, we should buckle down and try a little harder. But, you know, they're a little bit of a pain in the neck, but they're probably right. You know, they they're all have their own personalities and that's been destroyed by this virus. Yes. It's so sad. And they, yeah. you know, they, they don't even get paid. <laughs> that's true. Uh, they do get course credit, I think, which is cool. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. But part of me feels like, you know, I think all these students should take this time and learn a trade instead, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, can you imagine if we had 400 plumbers walking around? We'd have the best pipes in the entire country. <laughs> the best pipes. Yeah. Uh, yeah I they what should just be playing really sad songs too, like f like a funeral dirge, oh God. Or like <laughs> the imperial, the like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Darth Vader's theme song, just like the the saddest, <laughs> just where you know. I mean, if they're just doing Bruno Mars for the sake of doing Bruno Mars, I, I don't know. Yeah, they could make it into a, a true piece of art. Right. <laughs> Depressing marching band. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's a whole I mean, they genre. don't, they don't have to hype anyone up. Right? Maybe, maybe right. they need to collaborate with Govins and yeah. they could, they could be around the perimeter of the cornfield during Aaron Houdini's. You are describing escape. the nightmare Nick Meyer had yeah. last night. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, kind of a heavy subject. Like most things these days, uh, but one we I think we're gonna have to talk about sooner or later, so we might as well do it right now. Uh, restaurants uh, here in the valley, all over Wisconsin, really in these northern states, are gonna be in for a tough winter without 
you know, without the option of having patios or outdoor dining or anything like that, it's going to be, it's going to be tricky for them to survive. Um, I read a stat from the Wisconsin Restaurant Association that said, you know, if there's, if there's no relief from Congress or something, you know, a third of restaurants could close completely. Colin, I know, you know, you have, this is a very firsthand thing for you working at the, the plus. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking maybe we could think of some creative ways to help, you know, I have been trying for a long time. And so any creative ideas you have sound great to me. How about, uh, how about single occupancy igloos? You know, what's the pluses igloo budget? Like, Oh, uh, that's 40 mil. <laughs> well, well, you can that, get at least two was, igloos for that. That was super fun at the Lismore last yeah. winter. Could you oh, imagine right? going so, in one of those now? Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Yeah. They were already <laughs> sketchy enough. Right. It was amazing. Then you're in there yeah. and it's kind of dripping yeah. with with the mouth droppings of everyone <laughs> pre-pandemic. Some yeah. nice drops. Yeah. They can't yeah. possibly be by you. blowing all the aerosols around. Yeah, yeah. yeah igloos sound like a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, maybe not igloos. <laughs> all right, how about you serve one family at a time and charge 10 times the price? <laughs> and now I like that, mm. yeah. <laughs> Altruistic dining. Yeah, Philanthropic you know, dining. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, have you guys been ordering from local restaurants yeah. as much as you can i certainly have been i mean it's mm-hmm. i think we if we continue doing those for the, the ones that are open that that'll do something i mean once a week order from a local restaurant right? yeah and some you know some places had some things set up where or i think you know the i know dive did that where they'd send you all the ingredients for a cocktail and then yeah. you could make it at home right. i think more restaurants could do that you know right. you definitely could, Maybe breed some new chefs, you know, <laughs> really invest in the future of the scene. You know, right. if you ever go on Airbnb and mm. at the bottom it'll say Airbnb experience. <laughs> so a lot of those are actually cooking demos or cooking classes. Mm. So that's something that I think that like wow. if, if some if somebody um, or maybe a group of restaurateurs could apply for some CARES Act money to somehow maybe um, create demos that could be even a partnership with video professionals you could create, like, think of some really cool niche restaurants in Eau Claire mm-hmm. that, um, for example, all of our amazing Hmong restaurants yeah. that probably aren't available in a lot of other communities. Good point, right? yeah. I'd love to see Arrow Plus get in the video game. Mm-hmm. Totally. And for the holidays here, too, mm-hmm. gift cards, buy yeah. gift cards yep. to your favorite restaurant, give to somebody else. You know, that's the big mm-hmm. the big push for the holidays. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, maybe you could, you know, you could set up a uh, a drive through window on a snowmobile trail, perhaps. Mm, mm. Oh, yeah. oh, you want to stick with serious man. ideas? I see. <laughs> I see. I'm I'm a creative guy. I'm trying to just I'm trying to help all of the restaurants out there with my my blindingly good ideas. <laughs> just as big and awkward and clumsy of ideas as we can throw at them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Amber's idea is great. I, th- I think doing something like that would would work out very well. I I, I support that. You have great ideas all well, the time. The, the other thing I was thinking about is like the Meals on Wheels program. Mm. So if you if you um, kind of duplicated that for people who are working at home, may, maybe it's not related to income eligibility, but maybe it's just related to need. And maybe maybe a business's largest uh, time of day now is lunch. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Right? You could collaborate with an, like a local organization who needs to find employment for people to prepare help prepare the... Yeah, the and the thing about all this stuff is it's such a heavy lift to make all these things. Of course, like the, of course. The ideas are one thing, but it's just like they have to re... Nobody should have to reinvent everything. No. And yeah. that's what makes it no. so just emotionally Definitely. laborious right, right. now. Mm-hmm. Right, So, you Mountain. know, yeah. yeah. Well, we solved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're going to be fine now. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for the panel segment. Oh my gosh, that was fun. Thank That flew by. Wow, thank you so much for being here, you guys. Thank you for bringing the heat. Uh, Colin, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, we're doing the, no, (laughs) there's nothing left to plug. There is nothing. Another plug for the volume one podcast. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, Colin. I'm sure, I'm sure no is going to really enjoy that plug. Uh, Amber, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, I would really like to plug everybody coming to the local store and all the other local restaurants and businesses around the area that are, that really need everybody's help right now. Plug in the whole community. I love to see it. Thank you so much. Well, uh, you guys are going to leave for now, but you're going to be back later. Uh, So leave while we interview uh, Judy Clark. Ever heard of her? Uh, But you'll both be back later to play some games, and it's going to be really fun. We're going to play some goofy games with Judy. Uh, But stick around, folks. We'll be right back with Judy Clark. Nick, look, you have glasses. I have glasses. Mm -hmm. So many people in the world uh, have glasses. And you got to take care of your eyes. I mean, how are you going to see the beauty of the world? 
And so where in the valley are you going to take care of your eyes best but the Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic? Right. As you might recall, they suffered a fire to their Eau Claire facility last fall. Uh, and I happened to drive by shortly after that, and it was a mess. It was really too bad. Uh, but they have since relocated to temporary facilities on Oak Ridge Drive. And if that's back behind the new Marshfield Hospital, they plan to build at their original Damon Street location in the meantime. And that's so cool. d- despite all this... Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic continues to offer amazing eye care uh, to the Chippewa Valley. And Eric, I think you have the list of everything that they do. I do. Uh, let's see. Routine exams for glasses and contacts, cataract surgery, treatment for glaucoma, macular degeneration, eyelid drooping, LASIK, and... And I think they also recently added a couple of new doctors. Yes, an ophthalmologist, Dr. Spencer Morton, and an optometrist, Dr. Abigail Ritchie. And you can call their office at 715-834-8471 to schedule your appointment. That is Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic. Seeing Seeing the the future. future. Welcome back to the Volume 1 podcast, folks. See, Nick, it's not going so bad. No No monkeys yet. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) Uh, Thanks again to Amber and Cullen for hanging out. Uh, They're going to come back in a bit and play some games with us. But first, uh, Nick and I are truly honored to introduce our guest, uh, who has deigned to join us here on the V1 <laughs> podcast. Uh, she's a graduate of Chai High and UWO Claire. She's been in the local TV news game for 30 years this year, huge anniversary. As an anchor and producer for WEAU 13 News, she's won numerous awards from the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and the Northwest Broadcast News Association for radio and television reporting, not to mention some pretty good placements in our own best of the Chippewa Valley right. reader poll. Please welcome the legend, Judy Clark. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Hi, Judy. How are How you do doing? I live up to that? <laughs> <laughs> to get a, a, a get like this yes. on our second episode, oh, that's a big booking. I'm taking credit for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Just amazing. You're kind of a big deal. I mean, do you feel, do you feel like a celebrity sometimes? No. No. <laughs> I really don't because I grew up in this area. Oh, sure. And I think, you know, most of the people that I tend to see out and about I'm related to. <laughs> so yeah, it's just really, uh, I, I like it when people do come up and, and say hi. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, you know, I'd rather have that than them sneaking around behind my back and saying, <laughs> being weird. Yeah. yeah. No, good point. You Taking have to, pictures you have to from around the corner. Wear the sunglasses and pull the right. hat no. down. You don't do any of that? No, no? I, okay. I didn't do that. I only once when I was at the library in uh, Chippewa Falls, somebody came up and said, I was, looking up some books for my kids and they were with me and he's like, no makeup, huh? That was the only time I was a little miffed, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that is rough. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it it could be a lot worse. I'm glad people are mostly nice when they see you. They are. Eric gets that comment all the time. Yeah, I do. No makeup, Eric. Mm -hmm. People are used to seeing me now with tons. He's caked on right now. Uh, but Judy, you've been in the, you know, you're celebrating your 30th anniversary at WEAU. Amazing. Congrats on the big anniversary. Yeah, you started in 1990. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. I don't want to freak you out, but that is the year I was born. Yeah, it usually is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm well, sure you get that. A lot. Yeah. Well, the reporters that we're hiring now, you know, we're talking about 2000s now. Yes. Um, so wow! Do they know though the, the 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 wisdom and the presence that you bring to the table? Boy, are they, they aware? Should. Yeah, they should. No know. kidding, <laughs> right? No, it's do you a, do you sit fun. them down and, and put them in a corner and say, "Look, this is what I know. Yes, this is what you should know." Because I mean, I th- we did the math, and in those thirty years, I think you've worked with about three thousand four hundred and twenty-six <laughs> different on-air talent and producers, and that sounds about right. Come yeah. and go, yeah. just come sounds, and yeah. you've been the main constant the whole time. So <laughs> yeah, it's impressive, well, and it's it's kind of weird because I did start actually in nineteen eighty-five was my first job in Eau Claire. I, I worked as a in college as a part-time you know camera operator, audio operator at uh, TV eighteen. Okay. And then got an internship in news at Wax and Way Radio for mm-hmm. a, couple, a few years. I was then I got hired full time there. And then a few years after that, I went into um, TV at WA, at WA, or WEAU and just walked across the parking lot basically. So wow. yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a long, so it's been thirty five years that I've actually been in Ooh. broadcast. Is that is it common? I mean, since we do see so many of the of the on air people come and go. Do markets hold on to people? I mean, you, you're from here. You live. You want to be in this community. Obviously, that must be why. You know. So, but how common is it for somebody to stay in a in an anchor seat? You know, for that long. Not very common, I don't think. I mean, I know people who are still in the business for you know 20, mm-hmm. 25, 30 years. There are people. It's just, just mm-hmm. that that have done it. It's just it's kind of a you got to really love it 
you do and uh, and you have to love the place that you are covering totally, too and totally. so many so many of them are jumping you know from from market right. to market so and that's i think people know that about you and that's kind of why you've become you know the Chippewa Valley sweetheart in a way on TV because of because of that I think yeah, so congrats it, yeah well it's it's just it, right it, it, I've had that question through the years you know wh- why didn't you move on you know what couldn't didn't you want to and that kind of thing and it was like well I met my husband at WAU he's the operations manager there mm-hmm. and has been now for you know he's been there 30 years too uh-huh. and it's like you, 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 there's something about something to be said about loving where you are and being happy and if you want, if you're happy, mm-hmm. you know, what's, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole reason we're doing this podcast yeah. is, you know, we love it here. It's a way to celebrate. This it's to be happy. Too. This podcast does yeah. not make me happy. Oh, it doesn't. It stresses oh, me out. It stresses me Yeah, out. Think, <laughs> things like this I can imagine. <laughs> it feels pretty good to do and then get it over with. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, Judy, over your, are there any on-air moments that stand out to you over your long career? Well, hmm. I think, you know, in terms of stories, mm. I, I always think, you know, in terms of what has been the biggest, had the biggest impact maybe uh, in this area. And obviously there have been some, you know, tragic, you know, sure. stories and, and things like that. But I think one of the biggest um, events to happen here was the closing of Uniroyal. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it started, it was in 1991, January, and it, it really affected so many people and the whole, the whole city. And the, oh, I mean the whole area, not mm-hmm. not just Eau Claire, but it it really did. I mean, we we did stories on that, and that was when I was right at the heart of my mm-hmm. reporting career. Mm-hmm. So it, it that's all we did, you know, was for for months and months is stories on the impact. It's kind of terrible that the yeah, I mean, the biggest news stories that people remember from their careers always are the tragic ones. Yeah, they you know, are the terrible accidents and mm-hmm. explosions, and and you know, it's, it's so it's there's a lot of weight to reporting that news, you know, all the time. I mean, yes. it's kind of chaotic and it's intense, especially in a year like this. It's just a dis- just disaster. Just after crazy. Yeah, disaster. it never ends. I mean, how, how do you, ba- I mean, you know, like there's doctors that, that have very intense, like they're dealing with life and death all the time and how do they go home and deal with it? But dealing with the news can be kind of the same way. How do you, what do you do in your personal life to kind of get that news thing off of your mind? Yeah, I try not to watch anymore mm, <laughs> when yeah. I'm home. I mean, it, I, and, I, and I say try, because it is really hard. Once news is in your blood, it's really hard to get it out. You know, we, I was on vacation, first one since COVID. This last weekend, we went to northern Minnesota, and I tried really hard not to, you know, look at my phone, but I have all my news alerts, apps yeah, and alerts right. are going yep. off like crazy, and it's, so that's impossible. But it, I do. I just try to try to read something else, you know, instead of a newspaper or, a new, you know, online. And uh, I knit, which I really like. And I, gar- and I garden, which I really like. So, yeah. Those are all very meditative practices. Yes. I feel like that's very good. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eric mentioned before that you've been, you, you constantly appear in our Best of the Chippewa Valley reader poll, which has only intensified over the years yeah. um, with people's, you know, People love you, Judy. Fervor, oh, yeah. boy. But, um, and so, yeah, you've been, let's see what we have here. You've been best TV news anchor eight times in the 10 years that we've been, 12 years that we've been doing this thing, including the last five or six in a row. Uh, you've placed number two in favorite local celebrity a few a handful of times. But really, there was a, there was a span of years there, excuse me, years there in 2012, 13, 14, that you were finishing second. The only years, I think, in the whole span to that uh, combination, that husband and wife team of Sarah Stokes and uh, Chris Herzog. Yeah, that's a two for one. Right, well, right. Yeah, <laughs> and so, but we're wondering, I mean, did, was it you that ran them out of town? Oh, <laughs> out, no. Out of the news business? Do you have no. a beef? Is there a beef there? No a beef. A W-E-A-U beef? No. no. Oh, okay. Sorry. Because you, you regained your top status yeah. after they were gone. Yeah. And you have to leave. You've been undefeated no. ever since. They're great. I, but no, I would not. They're, they're, are, there, are there rivalries in the news business? I mean, you know, you could. this is the exclusive here. You can lay it all out. <laughs> You know, TVs and you know, radio. What's in a small market? No. Do they get in a to small be market? No, 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 I really haven't. You're seen disappointing it. us. Too, I right? know. Answer. There's no, yeah. There's no juice here. I guess it I, doesn't I seem like there's a lot of big, like abrasive personalities in news. Like everyone seems pretty warm and inviting. Yeah, I, oh, I, that's not true. We're all kind of on the same team, you know. <laughs> well, I think you know that is true in terms of ego. Yeah, you always hear that oh, sure, of the, sure. the divas or the you know the ego driven anchors and whatever and, and it's just I don't know it just I've never really 
seen that in, in mm -hmm. terms of well, good. Yeah, which is good and we do have some fantastic people i mean a really dedicated loyal group and and some that have been here been here for a long time too mm -hmm. bob gallagher is you know sure. celebrating what's 25 years so is he already okay so yeah i mean it's uh we're we're here to stay you know in terms of that uh love of community and that type of thing uh, we could start some beef right now if you want. Oh, if you I want mean, to, go ahead. We'll try. Uh, do you do you have a favorite meteorologist? Huh. Anybody that you've worked with, okay. you can pick favorites here. We'll, if okay. Maybe, maybe we should say like non-current. So any past, maybe non-current. Yeah, it has yeah. to be non-current. Well, this one's kind of easy because my brother-in-law is Don Moldenhauer. Oh, wow. Get out of here. Yes. We introduced. She Eric, doesn't know Eric, does, Eric doesn't have a clue who that I don't is. Know. Yeah. He wasn't around. Don, that, that's Don was name. a 1980. Eight, something like that, 88 to 93. Some, I, I think I got it about right. But yeah, we introduced him to my husband's sister. Okay. And they, they've been married now 25 years. Yeah. yeah. As of, um, yeah, this week, last weekend. So the weather they, bringing people together. Yeah, yes. exactly. So Don's got to be my favorite because he was oh, the first uh, meteorologist I worked with. What about, uh, Chris Earl? He was WEU, oh, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. He was sports first. Sports. And then he was an anchor. Yeah. I mean, he he kind of tried to play that wacky sports anchor guy <laughs> yeah, role. Yeah, he did. did, that, did he that did it work? well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like in Iowa or something yep, now. Yep, he yeah. is. So, yeah, there's all kinds of personalities going on. Oh, back. yeah, yeah. The, like yeah, I worked said, with like, some great... We did the math. It was 3,426 <laughs> people that you <laughs> What I want to know is how many people I have interviewed over the years, oh, though. Yeah, that I don't know if I... I think I can try to figure it out, but it yeah, would be... That's a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. I've got two. I've got two under my belt now. Yeah, right. <laughs> second episode. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm new at this. This is my first time being on camera. Hey everybody. Uh, so can you give me some tips for being on camera? Like how do you get used? Do you have a routine? Like how do you psych yourself up? Well, after 30 years, you don't psych yourself up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you psych yourself down. Yeah, you're trying to, so, um, yeah. And, and now it's really weird with COVID because we don't have anybody in this. I mean, except for right. the meteorologist, it's just me and the meteorologist. There's really no, no guest, no, mm. no camera people. They, we haven't had camera operators for a long time. So it, it is a little weird sometimes to just be in that big room all mm -hmm. by yourself. But yeah, there's not really anything I do. I just make sure I read everything over as the best I can before I go in there. And uh, yeah, I and it's all second nature at this point. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, people ask if I get nervous, and this will this makes me nervous because <laughs> I don't know what I'm being interviewed. Likewise. Because you know that Oof. no one else in the room knows what they're doing. <laughs> no, 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 that's not it. No, but you know when you're asking the questions, it's different, you know, than, yeah. than answering them. And and uh, yeah, so I do have a lot of empathy for people who come on and have to be interviewed. Yeah. Well, Judy, we've been, you know, volume one has been trying to dip our, I mean, with this crazy year, we've been dipping our toe a little bit more in the news game. Um, mm -hmm. And so we thought, you you know, we're going to play some games in a little bit. So we'd like to warm you up a little bit with a headline guessing game. Okay. And these are all recent stories. These are all stories in the latest issue of volume one. And we're just going to test, you know, get a little warmed up okay. so you can do it. So it's fill in the blanks. So I'll give you some blanks. And you have to try to fill it in. We got five of them. So this is the first one. Uh, blank, blank bridge may be added to local landmark list. Blank, blank bridge. That's what mm. they should call it. Not the Cobbin Bridge. Are you talking about Eau Claire? These it is in Eau Claire. It's in Eau Claire? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two blanks. Yeah, two blanks. <laughs> I'm trying to think of two names and time okay <laughs> i don't know no that's okay uh, phoenix park <laughs> oh phoenix park bridge. oh well i was wow. thinking of phoenix, Just phoenix. Blank. okay got it phoenix park bridge got well it. that's okay <laughs> got a little, now we're now we're getting Four more okay now, now i gotta get one more. all right <laughs> uh get a jolt from eau claire's new blank charging station um i can't remember what they call it yeah i don't know what is the thing you would charge yeah Phone, uh, 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 car. Yes, car, car correct. Excellent. Car <laughs> All right. Uh, Eau Claire County COVID-19 cases pass blank as state numbers surge. It's a number. Okay. Eau Claire County numbers. I just looked at them today. So they passed. They're at one, over 1,000. No. Over 2,000. 2,000. 2,000. Oh, okay. All right, let's do. Let's do one well more. At all. Let's do one more. <laughs> it's a warm up. It's just a yeah, warm up. Yeah, we're warming up. 
okay, the end of an era, colon, blank restaurant building up for sale. Dragonetti's. Dragonetti's, correct. Awesome. Thank you, Judy. Uh, so hopefully that was a nice warm up. Uh, but are you ready to play some real games when we come back? As long as yeah, nothing lands on my head. Or, you know, <laughs> no, nothing like that. Okay, okay. It's going to be fun. Folks, after the break, we'll bring our panelists back for some goofy games about local stuff with Judy Clark. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Nick, let's talk about one of the sponsors of the Volume 1 podcast, Royal Credit Union. I, I would love to, actually, because... Royal Credit Union has been a partner of Volume 1 since very early days. They were the first main sponsor of our Sounds Like Summer concert series in Phoenix Park on Thursday nights. They've been a part of this community for decades, and really they were a major leader in the current renaissance you are seeing in downtown Oakland. Yeah, they were one of the first big buildings yep. down there, beautiful buildings They made downtown. the investment that made Phoenix Park even possible. Mm-hmm. They led the way in a major way, and you talk about like, like responsible corporate citizenship of a community, RCU is like one of Eau Claire's beacon shining lights as far as that goes. Absolutely. So they've supported so much stuff in the community, including this podcast now, which is awesome. And so many things that Volume 1 has done, but really so much more than that. And uh, I just can't say enough good things about Royal Credit Union. I've been a lifelong customer. Mm-hmm. All of Volume 1's you know, business loans and for the local store, our construction, everything has been through RCU, car loans, all that kind of stuff. So it's just a, a great organization. They're awesome down there. They are. So, I mean, you can check them out. If you haven't heard of them, I don't know where you've been living because they employ <laughs> hundreds of people in this town. But uh, visit them at rcu.org. Welcome back to the Volume 1 podcast. Uh, our panelists, Amber Dernbach and Colin Ryan, are back alongside Judy Clark. And we're going to play some games all about local stuff in the Chippewa Valley. How are we feeling, everybody? Great. Talking to all three of you at once. (laughs) It's amazing. So uh, we're going to do three rounds of games, and each of our contestants are playing for a local nonprofit of their choice. Whoever makes it to the end, their nonprofit will get a free ad in volume one. So Judy, let's start with you. Who are you playing for today? Oh, the Boys and Girls Clubs of the Greater Chippewa Valley. Um, sit with them all the time at their dinners, and the, the members are just wonderful. So I'd like to... Give them a plug. Awesome. Fantastic. Colin, who are you playing for? Yeah, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so I am playing for the Family Support Center. Excellent. And Amber. Feed My People Food Bank. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Now you got your chance to plug them in. That was nice. Uh, Okay, fantastic. Let's get started. Uh, Round one is a group game, so we're going to all play this game together. It's kind of like Price is Right. It's a number-guessing game, and I'm going to say something local, and you have to write down what you think the number is, and the closest, without going over, will win the round. And if you win this first round, you go immediately to round three. You get to skip round two and leave the losers to play in your dust. So are we ready to play Run the Numbers? We'll have 10 seconds, and we'll all write down our answers at the same time. And then I'll say the answer, and we'll reveal our answers. And it's going to be super fun. Okay, 10 seconds on the clock, and go. The monthly rent of Eagle, a 2,800-square-foot luxury apartment at the Guild in downtown Eau Claire. 2,800 square feet, two bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms. What is the monthly rent at Eagle? Fancy, nice apartments down there. Very good. Very nice. This is the most expensive apartment in that building. Time. The answer is $6,700 a month. Let's see our answers. You can show them to the cameras as well. All right. What do we got, Amber? Amber has $3,200. Judy has $2,100. And Colin has $1,800. Both of you are wildly low. But Amber, you're the closest. So congrats. That is one for Amber. This was in pounds. <laughs> I still lose. In pounds. Oh, gosh. The conversion rate. What is it? It's not. No, I still lose. <laughs> All right. Congrats, Amber. All right. Let's keep going. So the number of plays that Skinny Love by Bon Iver has on Spotify. Very, very popular song. It's played in every coffee shop in America. How many plays does it have on Spotify? And time. The answer is 380 million. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Cullen has 30 million. Judy, what do you have? I there? just have one. one million. And Amber, you have 4.2 million. Cullen, you win that round. Nice job. Wow. Nobody's guessed over on any of these so far. That's good. Hmm. We know the rules. <clears throat> All right. So remember, the first person to get two of these correct wins. So right now, Cullen has one and Amber has one. 
All right, let's move on. The population of Elk Mound during the 2011 census. Population of Elk Mound. Nick Meyer's hometown of Elk Mound. Bustling metropolis. And time. The answer is 880. What? All right, let's see. I thought it was more like bloomers. 16,000, 3,001. Everybody guessed over that time. Elk Mound is a tiny, tiny place, so nobody wins. Uh, All right, let's keep going. Uh, The cost per day to rent a telescope from Beaver Creek Reserve. The cost per day to rent Mm. a telescope from Beaver Creek Reserve. I'm going to look at the stars, see some constellations, and time. The cost per month, or per day, sorry, cost (laughs) per day to rent a telescope is $30 a day, $30 a day. We have 75 from Cullen, we have 50 from Judy, and 12 from Amber. (laughs) Amber gets two, so Amber, you win. Amber, you you go immediately to the final round. Amber, congrats. And now we move on to the losers game. Uh-oh, here we go, Colin. <laughs> uh, but Amber, you're not totally out of this one. Um, Good, I want You're to actually, playing. this game is a little bit more creative, okay? This is round two. It's a whole different ball game. So keep your pads. Uh, we're actually going to write down some more creative answers. And then Amber, you're going to judge which is the better of the oh, two no. answers. So you don't have to write anything <laughs> down this time. There are no right or wrong answers. And uh, the game is called Director's Chair. (laughs) So uh, you are the director, and we're going to be coming up with the names of some movies here today. Oh, okay. So there's three rounds. Colin and Judy, you're going to be writing some movie titles. And Amber, you're going to say which is your favorite, ultimately deciding who will face you in the final round. So let's get started. What would be a good movie, or what would be a good title for a horror movie set in Eau Claire? 30 seconds. Or pretty spooky stuff. Spooky season. Spooky. Who knows what could happen? Ghouls, goblins, the Forest Street Cemetery, full moon on a cloudy night. Someone delivering you promo dressed in costume. <laughs> Press releases coming to you in the middle of the night. <laughs> and that is time. All right, let's reveal our answers. Colin, you go first. I have Saw (laughs) Dust City. (laughs) Saw Dust City. Okay. All right. Good one. All right, Judy, let's see yours. Haymarket Skeleton. Haymarket Skeleton. Both. I'm getting chills right now. (laughs) All right, Amber, which one did you like? He's a comedian. (laughs) Yeah, you're getting buried, Judy. Like a Haymarket Skeleton. I'm going to to put my investment dollars in the saw. Yes. Excellent. I would too. (laughs) That's one for Colin. Congrats, Colin. Uh, All right, let's continue. 30 seconds on the clock. What would be a good title for a romantic comedy set in Eau Claire? Who knows, you could have a meet cute at Phoenix Park at the Sounds Like Summer concert series in any other year but this one. (laughs) Just have a a good time, meet someone special, go down by the river, talk to them over some Ramones ice cream. Couple seconds left, five seconds. All right, time. Perfect timing with the music, that was great. All right, let's see yours first, Judy. Lame. Romance by the Romance river. Romance by the river. <laughs> steamy. Sounds yeah. steamy. I like it. All right, Colin, let's see what you got. Bridge City to My Heart. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Bridge City to My Heart or Romance by the River. Amber, what do you think? I'm going to go with Romance by the River. I can Excellent. see the poster that goes with it. Yep. Image at the confluence. Yes. A little steam coming up. It's exactly the, what I was thinking. Very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Here's a tiebreaker to see who wins the loser's game and who will face Amber in the final round. Are you ready? All right. 30 seconds on the clock. What would be a good title for an action movie set in Chippewa Falls? <laughs> Took a little turn there with the Chippewa Falls, you know. Wild card. Could have just kept doing Eau Claire ones, I guess. But <laughs> there's a lot of action in Chippewa Lots. Falls. <laughs> Can't get over it. Beautiful place. Sparkling river, do a motorboat race on the river, mm. shoot a machine gun off the top of Line and Kugel's, I don't yeah. know, 
Just thinking. <laughs> I'm just. Irvine I'm not Zoo. in the director's chair. I'm more of a writer producer. All right, let's see what we got. <laughs> That's time. Well, Cullen is still writing. Book. Is he disqualified? <laughs> no. Okay. All right, Judy. Let's start with you. An action movie set in Chippewa Falls. The Irvinator. The Irvinator. Oh. oh. <laughs> and Cullen has tore his up. Oh no, that is that is a shame. Uh, it seems like Cullen disqualified himself by tearing it up. I love the Irvinator. The Irvinator is Park. fantastic. Yeah. All right, that wins. No. Judy, you win. You I, win, the, I win losers the losers game. Bracket. <laughs> However, you and Amber are facing off in the final round, and you still have a chance to win that free ad for your nonprofit. Okay. Uh, Colin, unfortunately, uh, you lost. Yeah, I know. You suck, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just I, kidding. But uh, you, you're just like Amber. You're not totally out of this. Mm -hmm. uh, for this last round, I'm going to ask uh, Joel. Can we get the uh, the koozie? We have a koozie full of prompts. Ooh. Yes, give it to Ooh. Colin. Thank you. Uh, this is the winner's game. So it's called What's in the Koozie? <laughs> all right. <laughs> and this is <laughs> uh, this is a question we're all wondering at this point. Uh, Cullen has some idea, but not a very good one. Uh, right. So it's a fast-paced game. It's kind of like catchphrase if you've oh. played catchphrase before. It's sort of like that where Cullen will draw from the koozie, and it's full of a bunch of different Chippewa Valley stuff, and the first person to answer correctly gets a point. Uh, and so we're going to play for two minutes. There should be enough things in there. And so, Colin, you have to you have to catchphrase them, and you can't say what it is on there. Right. And so, yeah. Mm. All right. So I'm going to be keeping track. Uh, Judy versus Amber for all the marbles. Let's put two minutes on the clock. I can do it here too. Uh, and go, Colin. All right. Chinese restaurant no longer exists. Uh, Hong Kong house. It had a nice awning. Louis Pagoda. They, yes. Louis One for Amber. Uh, this is where Jason Aldean might play. Country Jam. Yes. One for Judy. Uh, they put these things on the street on Barstow, and people look at them and go, ooh, ah. Skull and chase. They, yes. Nice. That's one for Amber. Or no, that was Judy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, sorry. I'm looking at my... Eau Claire student newspaper. Spectator. Ooh, I'm going to call that a tie. Uh, fancy store on Barstow where you might see sculptures that are old and you can buy. And B frame galleries. Oh, gal what? I've got B frame galleries Keep as going. well. Yeah. It's old stuff. Old stuff. Oh, the antique. Oh, antique. Yes. Oh. Amber. Yes. Two to two. Um, save big money. At Menards. What's the name of the guy who owns it? John Menard. Yeah. Three for Amber. One minute left. Um, a supermarket chain the person who did the ads for them for years and years and years no longer in town the supermarket chain gordy what, what do they call that person oh uh the guru yes Go. one for judy three to three uh cool place that has it's like a it's it's it, it oh jeez. it's outside it's outside of menominee it's shaped like you could drink out of it at a party and there's Devil's like punch yes thank fantastic you. Okay. good job judy all right um this Judy. is the place where they sell uh, honey vice and things like Liney, that. Liney's Lodge. Yes. Liney Lodge. That was for Amber. Four to and, four. Uh, uh, this is a town where I had a comedy show at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, no. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the plus. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a town. Oh. Uh, uh, oh. Ten a, seconds. It's a town that I don't know anything about. <laughs> Holcomb? Uh, no. All right. Uh, that's time. Let's throw that I'm one out. I'm so, so sorry. Uh, the score is... Judy has four and Amber has four, so we need to do one we final one tiebreaker. There we go. Pressure's on. Can I ask a question? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Can I be negative about a place? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. The bar you're most likely to catch COVID at. The pickle. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, Amber wins the whole thing. <laughs> Congrats to Amber Dernbach, Judy. That was amazing too. You guys oh, really, you guys funny. really brought the close. heat there. Very close. Wow. So the the winner is Amber. Very Yay. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Feed my people food bank. It's a free ad in Yay. volume one. Yes. And Amber, we're gonna play a little bonus game, just you and me. Okay. Ooh. And you guys can hang out and uh, spectate. Yeah. Just be. <laughs> Thank angry. you so much for playing, though. That was very fun. Uh, we're gonna play a bonus game, and if you win the bonus game, you get a twenty five dollar gift card to the local store. Are you ready? I'm ready. So this game is called Ramones or Olsons. Okay? And so I'm going to say the name of a ice cream flavor, and you're going to tell me 
which place it comes from, <laughs> and you have a 50% chance of getting it right, but it is deceptively hard. So, I'm sure it is. Uh, if you can get six right in one minute, we'll give you that free local store gift card. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. To play Ramones or Olsen's The Ice Cream Game. And go. Cotton Candy Confetti. Olsen's. Correct. Chocolate Monster. Olsen's. Correct. Zanzibar Chocolate. Olsen's. Incorrect. Uh, Heath Supreme. Ramones. Incorrect. It's Olsen's. Uh, Pumpkin Bar Shake. Olsen's. Incorrect. Uh, Snap O'Lantern. Ramones. Correct. Uh, Mocha Mud Pie. Olsen's. Correct. Fat Elvis. Ramones. Correct. Black Licorice. Olsen's. Correct. That's six, right? Congrats, Amber. You get a free gift card Thank to you. the local store as Thank well. You. Thank you for clapping, you guys. That was very nice. Wow, that was fun. Congrats, Amber, for Thanks. totally winning everything. You did amazing. <laughs> How are you feeling right now? Like the top of the world or the Chippewa Valley, I should say. <laughs> top of the valley. All right. <laughs> well, that was fun. Congrats, Amber. Uh, truly masterful performance. Uh, we've got to take a break, but I want to thank you all again so much for being here. This was really fun. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Amber. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you all on the podcast. I hope you had a good time. Uh, so stick around, folks. We'll be right back. All right, Nick, we've got a sponsor to tell folks about, Deborah Becker of State Farm Insurance, you know, at DebraBecker.com. Yeah, okay, a little insider info here. When we decided to create this podcast, the very first business we wanted to check with for sponsorship was Deborah Becker from State Farm. And that's because she is always up for the new, the experimental, and anything that she thinks is good for the people of Eau Claire and the Chippewa Valley. And she has supported so much stuff from Volume 1 over the years, new publications and community events, uh, videos, really just all kinds of different things. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not just Volume 1 either. I mean, it's the entire community. I mean, they're pumping money into community projects like the Boyd Park Plus, the sculpture tour, uh, concerts, art installations, just so much stuff that the entire community can share. Yeah, it's cool. And that's the thing, because to some degree, to people like us, we're just lay people, insurance is insurance we don't know the difference so i don't sometimes you pick your people based on who shares your values in a community who do you think's making some cool things happen and for us that's if that volume one anyway that's deborah becker with state farm and it, it's pretty cool to work actually work with the people that are sponsoring oh, the podcast totally deb and casey there at state farm they have their office right downtown right on barstow street they have everything insured that that volume one does and in my life for bunch of years uh, and really they're just approachable available understandable and above all they're just decent human beings and that helps <laughs> it does help uh, so if you need insurancey things please consider visiting deborahbecker.com welcome back to the volume one podcast everybody gosh this is a fun one uh thanks for sticking around folks uh as always make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts we're out there we're on everything we're on spotify we're on youtube uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, volume1.org, of course. Uh, there's so many ways to listen, and we really, really appreciate it. Uh, leave us some ratings, leave a comment, uh, share the thing with your friends. It really, really goes a long way. Um, I want to thank Judy Clark once again for being here and being totally game for whatever we uh, threw at her. Uh, what a legend. Uh, shout out to our panelists, Amber Dernbach and Colin Ryan, uh, for joining us. Simply a delight to have them on the show. I want to thank our sponsors once again, uh, DebraBecker.com, selling State Farm Insurance, Royal Credit Union, and the Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic. Uh, thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it every time. Uh, and as always, if you have any feedback about what we're doing here on the podcast, you know, people we should have on, game show ideas, you know, you want to write me and tell me my pit stains are super obvious, I welcome it, okay? <laughs> uh, feel free to drop me a line directly at my email, eric at volume1.org. Uh, thanks to Nick, Joel, and Alex on production and tech. Thanks to Mackenzie and Taylor for the graphics. Uh, thanks to Chase for sponsorships and everybody that contributed to this thing. Uh, for the Volume 1 Podcast, I'm Eric Christensen. We'll see you next month.